Hello and welcome back to the Dentistry Online podcast. Um, I'm here today with Dr. Richard Horwitz, uh, a periodontist and implant dentist based in London. Um, so I've been starting off with this question uh, for, for a long time now, but I still feel it's appropriate. Um, how, how have the last eight months been for you? Hi. Um, yeah, so last eight months, it's been... They've gone. They've gone really quickly. That's the first thing I'd say. The last eight months has has gone gone past in in no time at all. Um, keep me really busy. Uh, even even with the the gap of of lockdown, uh, the first lockdown, um, really busy writing articles for FMC. That's always busy. Uh, <laughs> which I like like to do. Um, I, no, I've, I've just finished um, my year as um, chairman of Alpha Omega Dental Society London chapter. Uh, it was a fantastic year. They run from September to September. Um, so great start to the year. Then COVID happened. Uh, then we had to move to online lectures. Um, how everything is now. And actually, I have to say, although it was a big clangor in terms of how the year went, I think we really came together really well. Um, I mean, we wrote an article for a Dentistry magazine on uh, like a white paper of how we should, how as a profession we can get back to work. And it was really well received. And I think there was over 20 odd thousand uh, hits on, on the website, which was fantastic. Um, so, yeah, it's really great to be part of um, Alpha Omega in the last year and to work so well as a team uh, coming together in these difficult times, really. Um, and then back to practice. Um, things are strange. They're different. Um, but I, th I think as dentists, we've been remarkably... Um, uh, we've been like, adept to change. I think we've really adapted well um so yeah so it's been it's what, what have been some of the biggest challenges that you feel dentistry has faced um this year i think i think three months without dentistry has highlighted to i hope it's highlighted to the general public um whilst all elective treatment was stopped during the first lockdown um we found cases of undiagnosed um all medical conditions whether it be whether it be cancers, heart attacks, all of those went up because patients were less likely to go to the hospital. Um, with dentistry, um, might not be as, as fatal in terms of undiagnosed caries or undiagnosed, but when patients came back after lockdown, they had a whole host of problems which may have been preventable, we don't know. So I feel like that, that's something I saw. Um, also, um, I mean, for oral cancer screening, something we do at the dentist all the time. As dentists, we, we do it all the time. And um, without that happening, that's, that's a big, big risk. Um, so I'm pleased that during the second lockdown, while we have all the procedures, um, operating procedures in place, we're able to avoid a shutdown. Yes, definitely. I think that I mean, I've said this to a few people, but I think there is a key, that is a key difference between the first lockdown and now is that I know it is, you know, in theory, a second national lockdown. It is in no way as restricted mm -hmm. as the first was. Um, and when that comes to dentistry, thank goodness, really, because there's already this backlog that um, that of patients that people are having to um, try to catch up on. But then, obviously, you know, if that and add another four weeks of of um, closed doors, it could it could exacerbate it even further. Um, but I mean, this month 
mouth cancer it's all it's, it's mouth cancer awareness month um this month and i know you've just mentioned that that's something that's been sort of a key concern of dentists um have i mean uh, do you think this is something that we will feel the effects of in sort of the, the years to come or do you think it's something that if dentists are, are are carrying out the correct checks now we can sort of you know stop it from becoming a, a bigger problem um i think the problem is with i mean this isn't as a periodontist is not my my area specifically but i think as just as any type of dentist i think oral cancers can happen really quickly um, and they can present and change really quickly and whereas we've had the luxury of of a two-week wait in terms of referring on the nhs pathway um having when we had the first lockdown we weren't able to see our patients and a few forums online on social media um hearing dentists who weren't able to see their patients in pain and when they did see their patients post lockdown um, they made a two-week referral um, and are having in one case i read a palliative care for um for a squamous cell carcinoma um, and it's difficult to know when that squamous cell carcinoma happened whether it happened at the beginning of lockdown at the end of lockdown if it would have been um i mean the dentist is in no way at fault and it's um and it's a lot for the dentist to take on emotionally um, because these are things, you know, we worry about our patients. We want our patients to be healthy. Um, we want to, um, we are first line of defense in finding things like oral cancers, um, seeing as we see patients so frequently. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, again, as, as I said before, I'm happy that this lockdown, we have our standard, standard operating procedures uh, to enable us to stay open. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It is, it is very important that um, you, know, you guys keep your, your doors open. Uh, it's a critical time, I think, um, for all sorts of reasons. Um, but yeah, absolutely in, in dentistry. I mean, like you said, you're, you're first and foremost, you're a periodontist and implant dentist. Um, so before, before we chat about how you fell into that, um, how, how did you get into dentistry as a whole? What's your, what's your story? So no one in my family is dentists. They almost think I'm, um, I don't want to say odd because I think all <laughs> dentists. <laughs> uh, in the best kind of way um yeah I'm, I'm the only dentist in the family uh, i just always i really enjoy going to the dentist i just thought this would be a great job um yeah. i was always into my sciences and i just thought this would be quite I, I, i'd enjoy this um so lots of work experience and lots of years at university and and here i am yeah, I went to Sheffield. Um, absolutely loved loved Sheffield. I mean, I grew up in in North London, uh, close to the FM, the office, um, coincidentally, <laughs> and um, and uh, yeah, then ventured ventured up to Sheffield. It was great, great experience. People were so friendly, um, and then came back um, to be with with family and uh, been practicing in London ever since. Did you did you uh, you mentioned there you're the only person in your family who is in dentistry? Do you did you find that that was common when you were at university or did a lot of people have relatives who who were in in similar jobs similar careers i'd say half half um yeah i'd say half half i feel um i think as a as a dentist a newly qualified dentist i think it's important to have um mentors now if you have family in dentistry then that's already a uh, you have that immediately, which is great. Um, I found my mentors through dental networks, through through really Alpha Omega Dental Society. Um, 
so that that's where I found mine and they were great inspiration for um, helping me know that periodontics was something I want to get, get into uh-huh. um, yeah so how so how I always wonder this because you know you can dentistry is quite broad you can specialize in a, a number of different things and the careers are so varied um, even though essentially it's under this whole umbrella term of dentistry so how did you work out what you liked and how did you sort of then pursue that and, and get to where you are today? So, um, well, um, Alpha and Omega had this like uh, externship program. It wasn't so formal then, we've formalized it since, but it was effectively a chance to shadow lots of different dentists. And when I, when I was newly qualified, I didn't, I mean, there was, I mean, I suppose this is all dentists. There were some bits of dentistry I loved and some <laughs> bits I really didn't like. And the bits I didn't like were probably the bits I wasn't very good at. Um, yeah, um, so those are things I really didn't like. Um, but then there were other things I loved. So I spent time with different specialists in different fields. And then perio seemed to the thing, seemed to be the thing which uh, interests me the most. And perio, I think, is ever-expanding. Um, it's uh, more and more research linking to systemic conditions such as diabetes and heart disease. Um, to oral health and, and perio has never been more relevant than it is now and then clinically as a periodontist it means I get to do procedures and, and cases that I, I enjoy um, to, to treat and to help um, treating um, advanced periodontal disease, treating gum recession, uh, implant related treatments and hardened soft tissue grafting and uh, all, there's, there's quite a lot a periodontist can do um, which is why I thought it was a great specialty for me to go into. So variety for you is is key in this job. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a specialty which is specialised but also varied. Um, you don't often get. But there's a thing: the more you learn about a subject, the more things you know there is to learn. So you just there's just more and more and more. Um, so yeah. And you so after after university, you came back to London, and you've been you've been based there. That's been your hub. Um, ever since yeah so um two years as a general dentist um in Hertfordshire in London and then yeah and then three years at the Eastman um and then um yeah this is a periodontist in London <laughs> if uh, I mean look, looking back at, at how you know your start the start of your journey dental journey to, to now is there anything else that you think anything that you think you could have done differently or you would change um, about how it's gone? I think everyone has a, a very individual journey and I don't think there's just one way to get to where you want to go. Um, no, I don't have any like regrets. Um, I don't think I'd do anything differently. I think it's important to anyone thinking about where they want to go with their career is to write down a goal, plan five, plan five years ahead, and try and get some mentors um, because they will guide you um, and spending a few days with them I found invaluable Um, yeah I've I think I think it's kind of um, like you said if you haven't if you are part of a family where you haven't got those automatic um, contacts with with other dentists I think dentistry in, in many ways can be seen as a profession where it is a lot about who you know in a way because I mean, obviously, it is very much about your your skills as a clinician as well. Don't get me wrong, but in order to get that initial, um, you know, that 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 first step into it, like you said, work experience is important, uh, particularly if you even just to work out if it's definitely something you want to pursue. Um, 
So, I mean, what would your advice be for, for perhaps aspiring dentists or perhaps graduates um, who are now, I mean, particularly now because of, of the pandemic, who are sort of looking forward? What would your advice be for, for yeah, let's say newly qualified dentists? Um, keep, keep an open mind. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to do Perrier when I, when I finished uh, my undergraduate degree. I, I, I kind of, I really liked endo. Um, I kept an open mind. I spent days with endodontists and spent days with periodontists and I changed my mind. Um, it's important to keep an open mind because these decisions are with you for a very long time in your career and you don't have to, you don't have to make a decision on the spot. It can change with your experiences and with your time in practice. So the time in vocational training, uh, sorry, it's foundation training, um, is your time to explore what you love doing. Um, if you are a person who enjoys doing lots of different things, all aspects of dentistry, um, then general dentistry may be the, the uh, pathway for yourself or hospital dentistry, depending on what, what you enjoy and what rotations you have as foundation dentist. Uh-huh. Um, if you prefer certain procedures, then spending days with different specialists will be able to help you guide, will help guide you into knowing where you want to pursue your career. It's, do you feel that perhaps there is this um, pressure for people to decide I say people, pressure for for graduates to decide what they're most interested in whilst they're at in dental school because a lot of the time I think it, it can come across as it's not just in dentistry but I just think in general it can be quite unfashionable and I say that in terms of sort of like inverted commas to change your mind you know to, to say right this is what I want to do and you sort of pursue it for a little bit and then to realize actually this isn't quite the direction I want to be heading in some people it can take a lot I think just to, to admit that to yourself and then and then go a different a different way so do you think yeah do you think there is a sort of stigma attached to that in dentistry at all if there is i don't think there should be uh-huh. um i think there is i think we're put on we're given a lot of pressure in the uk when picking dentistry as a degree you have to choose really at 16 because you'd have to pick your a levels associated with what you want to apply for and then 18 you're starting you're starting your dental degree, whereas in the States you have, there's a postgraduate degree and you do a pre-med, a pre-dental um, undergraduate degree, and then you do a postgrad dentistry. Um, so you've got more time to decide and to make sure that that's what you want to do. I don't think dentistry is a career that you can do if you don't love it. You've got to love dentistry. Um, and when you talk about it so much that your wife, your family, <laughs> husband, wife at home is like, please stop talking about teeth. You know you're in the right career, so it's fine. So, I, so I'm very happy that I've picked dentistry because I love it. Um, and I think you've got to. And if you don't, it's important to know that you don't and either make a change in terms of where you work so if you work in a hospital base to move to practice or if you work in practice to move to hospital or whatever it is or do more teaching or research or whatever it may be make that change if you still if you still feel that dentistry as a whole then yeah i think it's important to 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 see that and change direction um, yeah no, yeah. I, I completely agree. I think life is a bit cliche, but life is too short to uh, to do something you're not enjoying, and particularly if it's dentistry. You know, it's it's very 
it's very specific you know you've got to you're, you're with around people all the time um and it can it and it i think you'll i mean i'm obviously i'm not a dentist but i can imagine it can be it's highly pressured and quite stressful at times um so it's not it's not to say that you don't love the job but you know all that wouldn't be worth it if you if you didn't enjoy what you did so um yeah yeah i agree i think you've got to love it and i think dentistry is actually big enough to be able to accommodate if a dentist doesn't particularly like this aspect of dentistry it it can accommodate change there's enough to do in dentistry it might just be a case of tweaking a certain element of what you're currently doing to make to make you fall in love with it if that makes sense so it doesn't necessarily mean the whole career is a write-off um no i mean that would be really disappointing after after a amount of years uh. <laughs> it's not it's a uh, five five years at university at minimum is yeah it's a, a lot of a lot of time to to pass for you to then not end up enjoying it so you're a you're a, um on our editorial board of our new magazine uh, clinical dentistry um the first issue of which is coming out in january um so what what are you most excited about um when it comes to this magazine Firstly, thank you for having me involved and an honor to be on the, um, on the editorial board uh, for clinical dentistry. Having a journal which is clinically minded, focusing on case reports, focusing on treatment planning, having variety of different specialists on the, on the board with different experiences on, on the editorial board, I think is really fantastic. Um, so no, it's, all, it's very exciting and um, look forward to being part of it. Yeah, no, we are. Thank you. We are really excited, um, excited about it. And like you said, I think the part we are really especially excited about is the fact that it's bringing in a range of dental professionals of a range of special uh, specialities, uh, specialties even, and bringing it all in into one into one magazine, um, one journal. So um, yeah, it's 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 something we're really excited about. So um, yeah, we are. Hopefully, twenty twenty one will bring us um, only good things. <laughs> only good things for dentistry in twenty twenty one. That's that's my hope anyway. Um, I mean, speaking, obviously, we're all very aware that the, the pandemic's not just going to disappear. You know, new year, new start isn't really appropriate um, when, it, when it comes to COVID. It's, it's still going to be with us, um, hopefully in a less aggressive and prominent um, way. But how do you see dentistry progressing over the next sort of 12, um, 12 months? What, what do you think is in store for the profession? So I think we're getting better and better at adapting to our new normal. Um, we're being really, really adaptable, and um, we're now practicing dentistry close to how we were before. Obviously, we have our standing operating procedures, but we're, we're getting there. We're getting better, better at it. Um, I hope that with um, recent news of different vaccinations, um, maybe faster testing, um, that we will have more of a normality and. Perhaps, I don't know, but if it's in the plans to introduce dentists to be able to help with vaccinations and testing, I don't know if that's something which I'm sure it's something that um, they're looking into, but I think it would be a a, a good use of, of our profession. Yeah, definitely. I think that is something um, they're considering. And, you know, even at the beginning of, of, of all this, um, in March, April, there was talk of dentists being quite well placed I mean obviously you guys your, your doors weren't open then but when when you did um when you did open up again in June so in, in the same way I think um the same applies for for the vaccine so you you think that would be a good idea do you yeah absolutely 
Absolutely. And um, I think it's about uh, public confidence, mm. um, about going, going about their, their, their daily routine, about not being, not putting things off. Because the more you put off um, things which are easy to treat, the harder they become to treat by their very nature. Um, so I think, I think, yeah, I think that hopefully patients will have more confidence into, in the new year and will slowly transition into um, a, a better future for dentistry. I mean, you said before we started recording, you said you, you've, your, your patient footfall has, has only got better. I, I feel patients are actually seeing the standing operating procedures we have, um, seeing the amount of care we, 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 we have in, in our practices to safeguard um, against, against catching COVID. And I think patients are, are responding to that really well and, and gaining confidence about coming to the dentist. So hopefully that will only continue and, and spread. Yeah, fingers crossed. I mean, uh, yeah, like I said, I'd like to think that next year can only only get better. Um, but I, I don't want to jinx it, so I'm going to touch wood as I say that. Um, and <laughs> then let's move I've on. I've got things can only get better song in my head at the moment. Now, <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. It's true. You have. That's the, I've just got to keep reminding ourselves that um, yeah, it's been a, a weird year um, for for everybody, and yeah, and, and nobody's nobody's escaped the weirdness of this year. But um, yeah, hopefully next few months we'll um, be on the road to recovery um but Absolutely. moving uh, moving away from dentistry um just to finish off um what what do you like to do outside of outside of the practice so what what have you got any sort of hobbies or anything that somebody might not know about you um so hobbies have changed a lot in the last year okay um pre-covid hobbies i don't <laughs> tend to do so much anymore um i used to love going skiing and um they squash frequently now. I mean, post-COVID hobbies are completely different, um, but they are—they're they're great. I mean, they've become cliched. Okay. But I still love them. So it's—I mean, I do a lot of gardening. I'm very fortunate to have have a garden where I can grow my own vegetables. Um, so in eating eating the uh, fruits of um, my labour. Uh, so we had some, yeah, potatoes growing, Brussels sprouts, and courgettes. And, Lots of different things in the garden, and then uh, been doing a lot of baking. Uh, first started with sourdough, like everyone else, because there was a national shortage of yeast. Shock horror. Also forgot. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, and now I've been making all sorts of other breads, but I've enjoying I've been enjoying baking. Have, have they been successful? Are they? Have they been? Yeah, it's good. I mean, I'm I'm now. We're not buying bread. I'm making it. Oh, uh, oh you really yeah. are. You're really honed in on the on the baking. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. My Instagram has changed from dentistry to bread. <laughs> Just bread. <laughs> Start up a, a whole other account. You should have like a a, a bread account. You know. I should do because I'm worried my followers would be disillusioned by the fact that they're not seeing teeth and all they're seeing is just bread. <laughs> it's bread. Um, but, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's a nice thing. Teeth and bread. That's, it. Yeah. That's a good balance, I think. <laughs> but um, thank you so much for, for coming on to talk with me today. Um, thank you. For yeah, good luck for the rest of the year. And yeah, like I said, onwards and upwards for 2021.